Hi, everyone. Yes, this podcast still exists. I know that I haven't done an episode for a while and you've all wanted one, but I like to save them for big things that are happening. Sadly, these big things have been blonde and they've been the dress. And now the news that Marilyn Monroe's home, and if you're um, listening in and you're not a Marilyn Monroe fan, um, the home we're talking about is the home that Marilyn Monroe passed away in. This home is in Brentwood and today is the 6th of September 2023 and it's been announced that the current owners of her final home have put in a petition for the house to be demolished. I am joined by Michelle Morgan, who is the number one author of Marilyn Monroe. And I I really don't like using that term, the number one, but the reason I'm using it here is because she's the most published author of Marilyn. So she's written on Marilyn's career from the start of her career all the way to the end and different ways of looking at it, a feminist lens, a biography lens, early, early life lens. So pretty much an expert. And I'm also joined by Kelly from Silver Technicolor. It's an Instagram account. It's a beautiful account. She's also a kind of, I would say, an expert on Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe's marriage and has something coming out about that, which she can tell you. But I want to introduce you ladies now because we want to get straight into this conversation about this news that Marilyn Monroe's final home, the first home she ever owned outright herself, is looking to be demolished. What do you girls think? Um, well, I, I'm just utterly devastated by the whole thing. When I saw it last night, somebody had posted a link to it on Facebook, and my my first thought was just disbelief. I just thought, oh, what you know, what's this nonsense? And then when I clicked on it and started to read it, um, it started to 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 make sense that it could actually be true. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm heartbroken by it, and I really really hope that it doesn't happen it's um it's it would be a complete travesty if this this house is taken down okay for those that are listening that was michelle morgan the author and so your opinion is you're devastated kelly yes what's your opinion your instant opinion um not not very surprised sadly um i i think a lot of people knew this could happen at some point depending on who owned the house um, I know I had a few owners in the past 10 years or so. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm more surprised that they want to remove it because I don't think there's a lot of land, like on the parcel of land they're at. I don't think there's mm-hmm. there's a lot to be built upon. It's not like you can build a, a huge mansion. So I'm quite surprised. But yeah. Um, Are you devastated, like Michelle's feeling? I th- I think so, but I I'm trying to think about. I don't, it, it is somewhere where someone died, and I don't know if I can see how. I know it's probably not why they are trying to demolish it, right? But um, yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like I'm conflicted in my emotions. <laughs> probably sounds like that. Mm-hmm. No, I I would say that. I feel conflicted too. And the reason I would rather do a podcast episode, I don't know what you girls feel about this, is purely because I am conflicted about it, but my confliction isn't personal. It's actually to do more with the fans. And I'll tell you why. I personally don't have any attachment to this house. The first time I went there, I felt physically sick. That um, for those who have been there, you go down a cul-de-sac, as you know, but for those who have not been there, it's like going into a dead-end street. 
and it felt very claustrophobic to me looking at from all angles I didn't feel any warmth there I didn't feel any all the things that Marilyn Monroe said she felt there I didn't personally feel it there but I know that that is psychologically probably because she died there um it's not Marilyn Monroe's house anymore Marilyn Monroe is gone it was beautiful and her house whilst she was in it and whilst she was happy in it. And I think if Marilyn Monroe had survived, the chances are she wouldn't be living there now and it would be remodeled and look completely different. So I'm wondering, that's not really her anymore. It's not a public building. It's a private building. So fans do not have access to it unless it, there's an open house and you can get in when it's been um, advertised. So it's not like they're tearing down a public building, which I know they're fond of doing in Hollywood. So I don't feel like we're losing anything, but I do, my conflict of it remaining is fans, I know how important it is, because I am one, of fans to visit this place. And I know it's annoying to the owners, but it's a very big dream of a lot of fans. And my heart breaks for those fans that always had that dream of visiting her home and won't get that chance because whether I liked visiting there or not is irrelevant. I got to visit it and I'm very, I'm very glad that I did. So for selfish reasons, I'd love fans to visit it and see it, but Marilyn Monroe isn't there anymore and it's not her home. There's been many owners there. It's been remodeled inside many times. It's been abused by the, the people from Blonde. So to me, if it gets bulldozed, I won't, it won't break my heart but it breaks my heart for fans that their dream was to visit that home. And I can understand that. What do you girls think of that? Um, I think, I mean, I'm coming at it as somebody who absolutely adores history. And I, I get upset if any kind of historical building gets bulldozed down. I think that we should have a respect for the fact that it is um, historic historic building and I think that while legally the owners can do whatever they like with it morally in my opinion it's wrong that they bring down this historic building I mean bearing in mind it's from 1929 you know even before Marilyn was there um it it, and it is the home it was the home of a historical figure and even if if they're not fans of that person, then I think that they should still respect the history of that place and the history of everything that happened there, the stories and the characters and everything else that that happened in that place. Um, It would be like somebody bulldozing Graceland. Um, I -hmm. feel that that way because, you know, yes, Elvis died in Graceland, Marilyn died at um, Fifth Helena, but... it's of historical importance and I truly believe that it should be respected and that if if you're going to buy a historical building whether you're a fan of that person or not you should really accept that other people do um, want to go there and and do value that place Um, I personally have been to to it many times and I've and I've loved visiting there many times too. And I felt great warmth there and I felt a connection to Marilyn there. And I think that a lot of the fans feel the same way. They they feel a connection mm. there. Um, they do. The, the thought of it not being there is is very, very sad, both for, for fans and also for people who 
um, respect historical properties and you know and don't want to see history just bulldozed into the ground and that's that's my opinion of it can I come back on that before I ask you Kelly um so when I listen to you Michelle it sounds more that you are a Marilyn fan but that's irrelevant to your opinion you're actually thinking this is a historical building an historical person lived there it's American history and it should be preserved i.e like Graceland's yeah. So Gracelands is a public building. It's turned into a museum. So if they bulldozed it, it would seem kind of crazy because they've turned it into. Do you think the problem with Marilyn's place, and Kelly, you can answer this as well, is that it isn't so detached, like, well, it isn't detached at all like Gracelands. It's on a cul-de-sac, overlooked, very small, exclusive area, Brentwood. So it could never be a museum, even if they there'd be too many petitions to stop that. It can never be a museum. It'll always be a private residency. And do you think that's the reason why it possibly could be seen as not historical and be destroyed? I I don't think so, personally, because there are many, many historical buildings that we see every single day in England. And, you know, none of them are open to the public or very few of them are open to the public um, as some kind of of museum. And it's true, it could never be opened as a museum on um, Fithalina because it's a tiny, tiny little cul-de-sac. But, you know, the the thing is that it's been there since the 1920s. Take Marilyn out of the equation. This mm-hmm. building has still been there since, you know, the Flapper Girls era and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And that is history. And it, it's like, you know, when last year with the whole thing about the dress, some people saying, oh, it's just a dress. Now people, I guess, would say, oh, it's just a house. But it isn't that. It's stories and it's characters and it's history and, and everything that goes with that. And I think that, that mm-hmm. we as human beings should be a little bit more respectful for things like that. I mean, here in England, we have, you know, blue plaques where people used to live, even obscure pe- people that, you know, maybe I personally have never heard of. They're still mm-hmm. celebrated, you know, for, for living in that place. And we respect history a lot more, I personally feel, um, than they do in Los Angeles. And I think that's a great shame. Mm. Well, I've just been to Freud's house in London where Freud died and that's on a street and it's a museum. But I think the UK is different than the US and especially in Brentwood, that area. But um, Kelly, I want to bring you in, but I just want to talk about the dress because it's the dress wasn't remodeled. So the inside of Marilyn Monroe's house, some things are the same, but a lot of, a lot of it is different. And Nicole Smith lived there. We've filmed Blonde in there. I'm just wondering, is it the same as a dress? Because the happy birthday dress was not worn by anybody else. Marilyn's house had been lived in by many people besides Marilyn. She wasn't there that long, unfortunately. Um, I find the happy birthday dress kind of more upsetting because it was perfect. It wasn't worn by anyone but Marilyn. It's very, very delicate. She sung to the president. She planned this. She executed it. It's Marilyn Monroe's history. Everyone knows. I, I wouldn't have a career if she'd not sung Happy Birthday, right? It's, you know, it's paid for my holidays, that song. I'm wondering, do we compare a dress to a house? Well, Kelly, I want to bring you um, in. I would say the dress is different in that there's only so much. It it became a historical piece the moment Marilyn died, I think. So to me, that's different to a house in that the house was sold and then it was enjoyed by other people. Um, I think the the owners up to now, even though they did refurbish a lot of it, 
I think, try to stay within the theme and the spirit of the house. I mean, I've not seen the inside in recent years. I think maybe Scott Fortner has a video. But, yeah, yeah, I saw Scott's, yeah. So it, it's different. He doesn't really. Shh, shh, he doesn't really. <laughs> I remember when Scott yeah. filmed that sneakily. It was hilarious. Um, but having seen the video, I, I think the spirit of the house is still there. You can see the, the rooms haven't changed drastically in how they're arranged. So I would say it's it's different in that the dress was damaged, whereas I think the house and the owners who lived in it tried to still take care of it. So I think it's a shame that after all these years of making sure it's it remains in the spirit of it, what it was, now we're saying, well, you know, we're just going to, yeah, remove it completely and build something else. But are we saying that? Are we saying that because it's Marilyn's house? Because that's what I, I'm interested in, Michelle. Or is we saying that for hist because historical houses, Marilyn's other home got torn down. It's horrible, isn't it? All the houses have been torn down. Um, was bulldozed for make way for condos. So I, I visit America, and so many old, beautiful. I love the twenties houses are bulldozed. But this is obviously upsetting people because it's Marilyn. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what Michelle. Uh, maybe I'll let Michelle um, go with that one. Well, in in my view, obviously, on on a personal level, because I'm a Marilyn fan, obviously, then it's upsetting because it's a direct link between fans, including myself and Marilyn. She lived there. She died there. She loved that house. It's a direct link to her life, um, but. As I said, it, it's also historical. And, you know, even when I walk down the street and see an old, old, old house in, in where I live, I would hate anybody to bulldoze that down because of, of the history of it. So it, it, you know, it's of historical importance. And yes, on a personal level, I'm really, really upset because it's Marilyn's history. And I, I've spoken to so many people who, who knew Marilyn in that house and, you know, including one person who was there when she had just found the tiles that went down, went round the side of the fireplace and she was really excited to find them. And um, I've got a little glass that came from that house that, that I was gifted and um, it's just, it, it is just a direct link to Marilyn and um, it's, it's just incredibly sad. But I should just say also... Um, Back in the nineties, I ran, as you know, I ran a Marilyn Monroe fan club, and the nineties. When when was that? <laughs> in the, the nine. Sorry, children, for anyone listening. <laughs> all right, the nineties is like the fifties to your parents. Carry yes, on, Michelle. That's true. Um, <laughs> and there was a rumor at the time then that Marilyn's house was about to be torn down. And I think that was about ninety two, because I remember writing about it in the newsletter and saying because I think I, I was due to go to see it for the first time in 92 and I was quite upset about it then and so was everybody else. But obviously, we didn't have the internet then, so there was you know less of a... a <gasps> good times, good times. Yeah. Um, so that rumour has come before. This isn't the first time it's come. So nothing happened to it then and, you know, maybe we'll be lucky and nothing will happen now. So I've got, I've just had an idea. What do you girls think about this? So you know everyone says we want to turn it into a museum. That's not possible. That's never going to happen in Brentwood in that location, especially in the cul-de-sac. They, they talk about parking. And I've said the ridiculous things, the reason why it can't be a museum, because we'll go, why can't it? Well, 
one of them was parking. I know it sounds because at Grayson says there's parking across the street. If you've ever been to Grayson's, you'll know this. Um, what about if it did get taken apart and the beams? Because if they're going to bulldoze it, I know, I've seen the bulldoze. It's horrible. So the beams, the arch, the things that we know of Marilyn's, the tiles. What about if that was excavated? And somebody could have a building in Los Angeles where we could recreate using original parts of this building, Marilyn's building, and turn it into a museum with, you know, um, I know amazing collectors and putting their collections in there and actually do create a Marilyn Monroe museum with parts of her home that are the wood beams that we see her hanging from, you know, the the tiles, the, the, the infamous tile, which I have a tattoo of on my foot that faded away. <laughs> um, what do you girls think of that idea? Well, isn't, um, I believe, Arthur Miller's daughter, Rebecca, is trying to do something like that for her father's studio. Uh, yeah, really? in, in Roxbury. Great, great ideas, people. So <laughs> I think they're trying to raise money to move it so it's by... The town hall, or so that it becomes a landmark, but obviously not because the the property obviously is sold. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not. I, th I think it it would be quite a popular idea. I think at the moment no one wants to think about that because the house is still there. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it, it it could work. We don't have a museum of Maryland and. I think that is a shame in itself. So if now they're taking away the house, maybe it will happen then. Mm. I think it would be quite classy. If if things have to be demolished, which I, I still, I, I feel like the world is, and this sounds a bit mystical, but I feel like the world is shifting. And I think after the destruction of the dress, I just kind of feel like clinging to things of Marilyn is they're impermanent you know we will leave this planet and those things will still be there if they're not demolished and it's actually Marilyn Monroe who's permanent not her things so having that attachment emotional attachment to things I think I mean, maybe it's my age I don't know but they're less permanent I get what you're saying Michelle about history but what do you think of the idea of if they do demolish it to salvage these iconic parts of the home I think if they did demolish it and they were able to to get all these things, then you know, power on. Um, personally, I'd rather it just stay where it is and be a family home and be all the things that Marilyn wanted it to be in the past. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really like the idea of it being moved somewhere or 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 all the, anything else. But you know, if it was the only thing um available to to do then you know obviously that would be better than nothing but I would rather it just stay where it is yeah what about I mean this could be quite upsetting I, I recognize how this passionate people feel about this it's, it's quite a divisive sort of thing um and I know I come at it from a different lens to everybody else and my opinion is mine and I, I respect others opinions but <laughs> it's not the house that Marilyn Monroe wanted it to be is it uh, well, at the, at the moment, I mean, obviously, as you said, it's been, you know, it's been redeveloped and everything inside. Um, but then she was doing that herself. She was do, putting her own you know, footprint on it as well. So it, it's, it may not be the same design inside, but it is still the same house. It is still her home. 
Um, I would feel this way about, you know, if they if they decided to tear down Parkside House where she lived in in England, I'd be devastated by that too. Um, but you know, I just I just think ev- everybody's got an opinion about it, and you know, there's no rights mm-hmm. and wrongs except that we all feel very very emotional about it for for whatever reason, for one way or the other, and it's just it's heartbreaking that that we even have to have this discussion. I think. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to say, I think also the, the difference in why people are so upset is that she did die in this house. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it could, you know, it's the same with car crashes like Princess Diana under the tunnel. But loads of people see that as a way of going there to reflect. And I feel mm-hmm. that without the house, if suddenly you have a very modern building that is completely different, that takes away that that yeah. shrine and look it could be because they are tired of that and i understand but if you buy that kind of house you understand that it comes with this as well and to me it, it's here in england if you did buy a house that was culturally significant you would not be able to do crazy changes to it because people feel it has to be preserved in you know, at least in a certain way. Yeah, I like what you just said, culturally significant, because I think that is what this house is more than historically significant. I think the dress was historically significant. I think the house is culturally significant. And I say that, I know people say, well, what's the difference? But Madame Monroe died in this house and that changed it changed who she was in history because there's the, you know, the controversy of was she murdered? Did she commit suicide? And I just feel there's something, there's something about visiting that house that you don't feel at the grave, at the grave. And again, this, I'm only talking for myself and I think it's really important what you said, Michelle, that everyone feels differently. And that's so true. At the grave, what amazed me at the grave was how peaceful it was. In the middle of Westwood, it was so peaceful and so beautiful. And she's surrounded by her friends. They're there now. And whereas the house, it was meant to be this special, beautiful place filled with laughter. And it was at times. And that was cut short. It wasn't the home she wanted it to be. The furniture, half the furniture she ordered didn't even arrive there. So part of me feels that, I guess I'm trying to look at the silver lining, that if it was demolished, sad I would feel for the fans because I really think it's important to some fans to visit there. I feel like it would free Marilyn because that house, after being used for Blonde, I thought was really distasteful. For, I just think why it's there, she can be picked apart. When it's gone, that risk is not there anymore. And I think that's probably if I examine what my where my feeling is coming from, I think it's the risk of her bones being picked apart in that house. I, I think, though, that Marilyn's always going to be picked apart regardless of, you know, what stays and what goes. If people want to attack her, then they're going to attack her. Um, and, you know, that's obviously what I've been fighting for for the past 35 years for people to respect her and, I get that, but imagine if suddenly someone, I mean, this is far out, but anything can happen in today's world. Someone hired that house and made a porno in it. 
dressed as Marilyn Monroe. That can actually happen. It can't happen to actually Marilyn. Do you understand? So if someone says like, Marilyn Monroe's this, that, and this, that, we can prove otherwise. We've got great books like you, Michelle, that, and I think more and more in the documentary you were just doing, which is a great documentary um, on BBC about Marilyn. Um, that was really good for her. That's pushing her up. But why that house stays there, the world we live in today is disgraceful. <laughs> People will do anything for a, an internet picture. And I just think that's something that we can't control as fans. Unless, uh, sorry, I was going to say, unless it's a well, positive. It's, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I guess the problem I have with Blonde as a movie is different to me as the significance that they wanted to film in that house. Okay. So uh, I would say if they went to above and beyond to be able to film in that house, it proves that it is significant in many ways. Regardless of, I, I agree with you that it, I have an issue with it being used for that kind of content. But mm. I would say destroying it probably, I don't think it will affect how people, you know, write or do films about Marilyn anyway. But I, I just think that it is significant for those people and the fans. And they have very conflicting opinions because many fans didn't like Blonde. I think the, 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 the reason I feel for the fans is because I know when they visit that house, it's coming from a place of purity and pure of heart and, and love. Whereas I think the fact that Blonde filmed her death in that house was scandal and it's not what Marilyn wanted to have in that house. She, she wanted that house to be a place of love. So I think definitely if I look at myself, I'm coming from a lens of my own issues rather than clarity. So, and I, and I recognise that. I mean, I, th I, I don't agree that they should have filmed in there either. I think that that, that was terrible that they filmed there in, you know, in her room. And, and actually that made me really upset. And we've talked about that mm. before. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think that, any kind of filming should really be going on inside there of, of a disrespectful nature. All I would like is for a, a family to move in who appreciate what it is to live in a, a historical cultural building, um, you know, that once belonged to Marilyn and that has been around since the 1920s um, and to, to make it their home and make it everything that Marilyn wanted it to be and, you know, live quiet a quiet happy life I'm, I'm not interested in anybody hiring it for this that or the other I just I, I would just like it to be as it was intended to be a family home and to be enjoyed and if it's not like that Michelle if it's not like that because that's that's I would agree with you if it was going to be that I would go oh, that's so lovely because that's what Marilyn wanted to have in that house she wanted to have a, ha a happy home a stability that's not what's happening, is but it? But it, it has so, happened for many, many years. There's been yeah, families yeah, there for enough. many years. And if these if these fair people enough. who I don't actually know who they are, but if these people don't think of the house that way, then, you know, please sell it to somebody who does. Yeah. 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 I agree. I, I think I, I feel like it is a very L.A. problem that is, um, <laughs> you know, Schwab's is gone, loads of, of places that are, I would say, historical in the story of the city have been removed without anyone blinking an eye, almost. 
I know that we had this problem with the um, Thelma Todd sidewalk cafe building and because uh, because that was rumoured that it was going to be demolished and there was a big uproar and preservation orders were applied for, I think. Um, as it turned out, the people who bought it weren't going to do that at all. They were they were doing stuff inside to, to make the building um, safe and sound, you know, for, for this era. And, and it continues to this day. Um, unfortunately, I've seen the documents um, somebody posted them on Facebook for the Marilyn House, so it doesn't seem as though it's just another rumour, um, just another tale. Uh, it, it does seem that as though it is being considered, and um, it, that that is it's very sad, I think. Well, it's interesting that you say that it may not be true because um, Marisa, she's written, and it, and I was this crossed my mind. She said, "I'm waking up to this news, and I can't stop crying." I hold on to the positive thought that it may not be accepted or the owners are using this as a ploy to sell it to make some extra dollars. Yeah, I did. I did think about that, too, or at least I, I hoped that that could be the case, that, you know, it could be that they want to sell and that, um, you know, this publicity is obviously going to um, create a lot of people who desperately want to buy it. Um, who knows? We, we won't know in, until they speak out if they ever do. But that would certainly be a wonderful outcome for this if somebody stepped in you know somebody who's a who's a rich Marilyn fan um who would like to take it over and just you know have it as a house or even somebody who's not a Marilyn fan but they just um respect you know what the history of it is um that would be the best outcome I think in this situation so if that doesn't happen if somebody you know we're talking about extremely wealthy people here and I'm not labeling everyone with the same brush but if you're going to spend eight million pounds on a house you kind of want to make it your house I would assume unless you're turning it into a historical building for people to visit like they've done with Freud so are you asking that somebody who buys this house should leave it as it is or not live there no I'm saying I'm saying that somebody should buy it and use it the way that Marilyn wanted it to be used i.e you know a a home a happy home Mm -hmm. and somewhere to settle or or whatever but you know if if you want a two or three story house then don't buy a bungalow (laughs) that's my thinking of it you know if you if you want a, a, a lovely spanish style 1920s bungalow then buy that bungalow if you want a 2023 mega mansion then buy you know the a plot an empty plot of land and build it and um, that's my that's yeah. my feelings of it. if you can't fit into a happy birthday dress get one made to fit <laughs> is that what, I guess that's what we're saying though that's the conclusion we've come to I don't know about you girls but that's what I'm thinking listening to this we're never going to agree on whether it should stand or go and all the complexity well some of us will agree on that and the different things it means to us are so personal but if someone has eight million pounds to spend on a home, buy one that you actually want to live in rather than getting one, demolishing it to build one you want to live in. Is that what we agreed on? That's that's yes. completely what I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what do you think about the GoFundMe idea? That will take a long time, right? What, uh, to to for you to buy it, Susie? I, I personally wouldn't want to buy it, but I'm, I'm prepared to support somebody who wants to buy it with my $10 towards the to, towards the GoFundMe. Because I was like, let's do a GoFundMe. And I'm like, we need $8.75 million, yes. guys. Um, I think Marilyn would probably want to give that money somewhere else as well, to be fair. And what about attachment? What do we actually think? Because nothing, and this is my spiritual side of me, 
when you I'll give you a story and see what you girls think of this um just about attachment so I when I went on pilgrimage to um Jerusalem I went to Magdala the home of Mary Magdalene and I found this beautiful prayer cross and I got it and I take it everywhere with me I don't anymore and I'll tell you why I take it everywhere with me even when I went to get my COVID vaccine I I was holding on to it and I was like oh and took it everywhere all my exams and then I forgot to take it out with me and I freaked out I was like, oh, I haven't got my cross with me. Oh, I haven't got this Magdalene cross. Oh, it's... And after a while, I thought, what are you doing? It's God, spirit, beautiful world is everywhere you go. You know, it's, it's within you. It's not tied up in a cross. And I was thinking about that today with the attachments we feel about things belonging to Marilyn and not historically, I'm talking about emotionally. And I thought when I want to feel Marilyn, I hear her interviews, especially her funny ones, and she's funny. I listen to her music. I watch her amazing acting. That's my Marilyn, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't – they can destroy that dress, and they have done. And, you know, we've had people like – and I can say his name. We've had people like Mark use weaponized Marilyn Monroe's collections against people. And they're going to be owned by, you know, Scott owns them now. But when Scott passes, let's hope he has a long, healthy life. But I've got some of Marilyn Monroe's things that I'm going to pass and they're going to. That's not who Marilyn is. It's so for fans that are like really upset. And there's some people that are really devastated by this. That message I would give them is these things are not permanent. Nothing is permanent, even poor Marilyn's life. And to the closest you can get to Marilyn is her spirit. And what she gives you through her work and her art. What do you girls think about that? Um, I, yeah, I think that, that yeah, that's, that's quite a beautiful way of thinking of it. Um, me personally, I, I too have ma- some Marilyn stuff. I've started collecting um, various pieces mm-hmm. of um, paperwork and stuff that Marilyn had, and I and you've got Betty Davis I as have, well. Yeah, you? I've got Betty, some of Betty Davis's books, and if I like touch them and hold them, I you know I I feel a connection to those people because they too touched them and had them and and everything else. Um, but that's just me personally, you know. I I do feel a connection with Marilyn when I I hold um, a letter that she had you know sent to somebody or that she'd received or. The, the little glass that I've got or a picture I do feel a connection to her and it's a direct link between me and and Marilyn um but that's you know that's just what I personally think mm-hmm. what about you Kelly um I tend to agree I think the problem is in 500 years or whenever if people hope I mean people will still be talking about Marilyn not us I don't think but um, I'm, I'm planning yeah. on living to 540 are you yeah I am um <laughs> but I, I think that's what I worry about is down the line what's left because so much of it is now in private collections so the house even though it is a private house is still something that's tangible and that people can see from mm-hmm. the street so to me it's it's not about yes everything is material but so is everything in museums and what not. There are many things that we cannot see anymore, but they've been written about thanks to people like Michelle. But I think seeing it for yourself is something that very few people will be able to do about many things. And I think it's a shame when you remove that. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's really, I think both of you make a really excellent point there. And I'm just remembering when I got to wear Marilyn Monroe's stuff and, but you know, what's really funny. People say to me, what is it like doing that? The thing that I liked the most was like her address book and stuff like that, because clothes, I don't know how you girls are, but my clothes don't really mean much to me. I like always want, I always want something new to wear, even though I've got two wardrobes that nothing else can fit in. Um, but there's things that I pick up, especially things I write in that are quite personal. So I can understand why her personal work, like fragments was really beautiful to see the the writings and hold those and look at those. Cause that to me was getting a part of Marilyn, her soul was reading her letters was her soul and her poems. I just don't feel that her house is her soul. It's a building. And that's, I guess that's me trying to disconnect my emotion from what possibly could happen. I get that. It's it's a a protection thing, I guess. Yeah, it's a defence. And I I don't hold up my, and also because she is abused and I feel as, as I get older, I want to protect her her soul and spirit and intellectual side of her more than I need to protect her dress or her or her building because that's materialism and it's really pathetic because Marilyn Monroe didn't care about material things she cared about souls and wanting to grow her mind and grow her spirit and that's what I want to protect so when you girls both of you that's why I'm so honored to have you on my podcast you protect that side of Marilyn and I think that's the legacy that's the true legacy of Marilyn I mean, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, I'll, I'll always protect her, you know, until the day I die, because she's given so much to me. She's brought so many wonderful people my way, including uh, your good selves. Um, yeah. So, you know, she, she's given me so much and I'll, and I'll always, you know, want to repay that. And I'll always be in her, in her corner and pr- protect her and, you know, and be respectful and that's her spirit yeah. that's her legacy yeah. what do you feel kelly because you present her legacy on instagram so i love your account i oh, love the way that you know it's really it's uh, it's my literally right sorry if anyone gets offended it's my favorite uh marilyn account because i love the way you link things that you link pictures and images and i'm like wow i never noticed that like even her at the house i was just yeah it's really uh i just like it i i would i think the I personally think the upset is not even linked to the material house. It's about the respect that Marilyn tried to get and how this feels, even though those people are well within their rights to want to change the house and remove it. I think people feel offended because they feel this is yet another uh, way of erasing Marilyn's memory. Now, if if Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're right, um, but I think Marilyn fought quite a lot to get the respect she deserved. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like recently there's been a lot. There's been the dress, there's been the house, mm. there's been and blonde. blonde, there's been, um, I think they recently renamed um, a theater in downtown LA. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they have. Yeah. So. I think she's being slowly erased materially. She's, you know, she's extremely famous, so she will her spirit will never be erased. 
I think is your point. It's impossible. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's the th- and that's what I think. I mean, my message would be to fans, myself included, is to let's look what we're fighting for. I know everyone wants to do petitions and fight, and and I completely respect them, understand that. But I think our the world is shifting, and I think our fight now is light and dark. And I think to fight for the Marilyn's light is to protect her legacy that's not material. It's great that we've got people like Scott protecting her clothing. I love that. I'm not disparaging that. But what I mean is worldwide, it's to protect her spirit. It's to show who she really was. Like on Instagram, those pictures, like Michelle with your books and the documentary you just took part in, to show that side of Marilyn, I think is the long-term fight back rather than buildings and and if someone because you know Scott could try and buy something we know he respects it someone's a lot richer than Scott buys it and disrespects it it's not Marilyn we have to free that and defend her spirit because that's that's reclaiming your power of a of a person who admires Marilyn so I want to end this because I know everyone's really busy and they can only like but I'm going to end it by saying what would you say to the owners of this house I would say and you're probably going to agree with me but my thing is we're going to end it think of what you would say to the owners of the house my one would be find a house that you actually want to live in (laughs) Um, that's a good point Um, I don't know I don't know what I would say because because if they've made up their mind, it's always difficult. Um, I would say think about the person who took her last breath in this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's I, what I would say. I I would say the, the same the same as you, Susie. You know, can you please go and and find somewhere that you actually want to live in, and let somebody who wants to live in this little bungalow live in that bungalow and. Um, all right, what about if this then, if this happened, they sold it to Kim Kardashian and she made a show. See, now now everyone's like, bulldoze it, right? So, Well, if they sold it to Kim Kardashian and she, you know, she just, she she kept it without bulldozing it. Then. I, I heard a child go, ah, <laughs> they probably heard that. They were like, no, nightmare. Yeah, sorry. So did you hear that? <laughs> Is that? That's really funny. That was like perfectly timed. Do that again, kid. Sorry, sorry, go on, I, I Michelle. I don't think that, that anybody could could complain if she, if she took it on and and left it standing because that's what everybody is wanting everyone's wanting it yeah. to con- you know to still be standing so whoever buys it um it is okay with me as long as they keep it there you know it's it's if if they sold yeah. it to somebody who who once again decided to take it down then obviously that's that's not something that I would want yeah well this, like I say, today is the, is it the 6th of September? We're filming this, we're filming, recording this, and I'm going to upload it tonight. So I hope when we look back on this, we've had some good news that makes some people happy. But if it makes you unhappy, obviously nothing is permanent in this world, including us. So sometimes we have to get that white knuckle and let it go. And that's otherwise, ugh, it'll eat us up inside. I know that from personal experience. What's your last words, girls? And thank you so much. You're so awesome for doing this. I contacted them this morning. I was like, can you do a podcast? They're like, no, busy, no, busy. And I'm like, please. <laughs> I know I had to laugh because you said, oh, well, maybe we could do it tomorrow. And I was like, yes, let's do it tomorrow. And then you replied, went, no, 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 let's do it today. <laughs> I'm so busy. I'm like trying to, I'm catching seconds. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just, you know, thankful that we've got this platform to to be able to chat about it, and 
and hopefully it brings some kind of comfort to the the fans who are who are listening to it and um you know hopefully we can get some kind of good news in the future yes yeah. i mean it hasn't happened yet and those things take time so we shall see exactly i was going to do a massive zoom with all the fans they could all have like a big group therapy session but i thought no that could just end up going wrong so hopefully this podcast people can shout at us and go I don't agree with that or I do agree with that and then get it out that way because it is so it's it's quite it's quite upsetting but I don't know about you girls but I am getting used to terrible news lately Mm. (laughs) it really is you know this is a this is really first world problem isn't it yes when you're reading the news at the moment with people losing their homes all over the world it's it's a tragic absolute tragedy so thank you. Thank you, ladies. Anything you want to plug? We always say it like that. Anything coming up that you want to plug, plug, plug? Well, I I actually have um, an Elvis magazine coming out tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I contributed 10 articles to it, so I wrote sort of half of it. So that's really exciting. That comes out in the UK tomorrow, if there's any Elvis fans out there. Is there any Elvis fans out there? I don't know. I've not seen very many. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what, I, what. During the writing of it, I I got quite a crush on Elvis. I have to say, <laughs> and I've been, I've been quite, can I've I sh- been quite obsessed with Graceland as well. I've been obsessed with Graceland for a little while, but um, yeah, I'm just like I'm just one of these strange people now who like lies in bed and watches tours of Graceland on YouTube. <laughs> Have you been, Michelle? Have no, you been? No, I've never been. My friends been. Oh, I've been. I loved I, it. I, I would love to go. I really would you love need to. to. You need to. Yeah, I haven't been. Yeah, I, I would love to go as well. Oh, girls, you've got to go. Listen, listen, anyone listening to this, and I know we have some Elvis people listening to this, so uh, Michelle needs a VIP trip there. Bring her there to write the next Elvis amazing book. Come on. I just, yeah, yeah I was really surprised. Um at how small it was I was really shocked because I thought it'd be super yeah. big but it, it's not yeah, my friend said that too we were talking about it the other night and she said that the most thing that she can remember about it is how small it was yeah oh you gotta go let's put that out there before they demolish oh, it <laughs> <laughs> Kelly what do you want to plug what's happening with you uh I'm currently researching a book about um Joe DiMaggio um, that's a slow process because obviously he didn't talk to anyone. So, you know, but yes, hopefully it's going to come out at some point, probably next year. I that's would going say. to be wow. amazing. Exciting. Have you helped her, Michelle? Um, no, we've, we've just chatted back and forth a little bit, but um, no, this is all Kelly and it's it's going to be awesome. I just know it is. So this is an exclusive, people that are listening to this. Michelle and Kelly speak to each other all the time. They've never actually spoken in person. This is the first time. I think this is so cute. We live in the same country. So maybe one day we'll meet. It's not like England is huge. Definitely. We definitely will one day. Yes. And I'm used to Michelle having crushes on dead pop stars. In my defense, the one you're referring to wasn't dead when I started my crush. Who was this? I want to know. George Michael. Uh, Michelle was married. To, yeah, Michelle was married to George Michael in her fantasy land. <laughs> I still believe that, you know. What a crush! He never got over what it. Yeah, he never, he never got over the fact that it wasn't real. <laughs> you know, I kind of worry about myself because I think you know when I'm old and in the old folks' home and stuff, 
this story is so so ingrained in my mind i might just start talking about it and they're like oh my god that's that woman who thinks she's she's married to george michael oh my god michelle you'll be the robert slatter of uh, (laughs) i I have real potential to be here you do you do I just can't. Well, I'm hopefully I I I, I you'll go after me because I hate losing people. It's horrible. It's the worst feeling. But if I do speak at Michelle's funeral, I'm gonna say it's so sad. But she's with her husband now, George Michael, and obviously her the guy she cheated on him with, Phil Collins. And everyone's gonna look at me like, what is she talking about? But I know wherever you are, Michelle, you'll be like, yep, yep, I'm here with them now. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and your hubby will be going I don't even know about yeah. this <laughs> oh thank you girls I love that we've ended on something really funny and mental yeah, yeah. which sums up my <laughs> life so thank thank you so much you girls are amazing and um, follow them on Instagram at mmwritergirl and at silver underscore technicolor I've got that right yes. haven't I yeah they're amazing accounts thank you girls thank you amazing thank you.